Hi, this is Eve Decker. Welcome to my podcast, Loved, Mindful and Musical Perspectives on Daily Life. Episode 15, Equanimity. What is equanimity? In the dictionary, it's described as mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. Like in the sentence, quote, she accepted both the good and the bad with equanimity, unquote. Synonyms are balance, serenity, and peace. Equanimity has been described as steadfastness in the midst of life's changes. A kind of acceptance, like might be shown in the love of a wise grandmother. She's present and deeply caring, but she's more spacious and patient and easeful than she was when she was a mom. She has the wisdom of years to be able to love and let go simultaneously. Equanimity is the opposite of reactivity. What's reactivity? Psychologist Cass Dunn describes it this way, quote, We've all had the experience of being triggered by something that creates a sudden and intense emotional response within us. It might be that something happens that evokes feelings of anger or defensiveness, or that you feel hurt by someone's words or actions. An emotional response is just that, an emotion. It's a feeling that's evoked within you. But unless you learn to effectively manage those feelings, they can easily turn into an action, or rather, a reaction. That's when you act in the heat of the moment and do or say something which you might later regret, unquote. So how in the world do we access the wisdom of equanimity rather than being reactive to the many challenging things in life? Here are three potential practices. One, mindfulness. Surprise! This simply means inhabit the present moment. Notice what's happening now. Take on just what the present moment is giving you. What's happening now in this moment and how can you handle it as skillfully as possible? Equanimity requires not expanding problems with mental stories, but seeing what's here and responding to that. What the mind very often does is exacerbate or misrepresent what's actually happening. It will think some version of, it could be better, I could be better, that person's better than me, things should have been better, it used to be better before, it might not be good enough in the future. With mindfulness, we come into the present moment and respond to what's here, rather than reacting to what our thoughts are telling us. Mindfulness provides us with a pause to see what's here, rather than go straight into habitual reactivity. Viktor Frankl put it this way, Between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. The second way to support equanimity is to reflect on the reality of change. And in particular, teach ourselves to see that things aren't permanent, that nothing is or ever can be perfect, and things that happen are not uniquely personal to you. 
not permanent, not perfect, not personal. There have been times when this has been my entire mantra, not permanent, not perfect, not personal. Things change, and because they change, nothing provides lasting happiness. And we all influence and affect each other. Our strengths and challenges are created and supported with and by our environment, other people, and all that we take in. Instead of blaming ourselves and others for loss, imperfection, and things not going the way we wish they would, it's possible to bring in a sense of allowing life to be as it is, with sorrows as well as joys. We bring compassionate action when we can, and we also practice letting go. If you wish, you can reflect on this. Is there anything in your life that's permanent, perfect, or uniquely personal only to you? Anything that won't change, isn't subject to imperfection, or that has to do with you alone? Reflecting in this way can help the mind accept life on life's terms, rather than being in constant struggle. The Buddha said, Just as the footprint of the elephant in the jungle is the greatest of all the animal's footprints, so too is the insight into impermanence the greatest of all insights. A third way to cultivate equanimity is through understanding where we do and don't have any real control. It's very human to get really reactive and upset about other people's choices and behavior. When their behavior is impacting us, boundaries and an active response can be critical and compassionate for all involved. But we need discernment. There's no point in getting really aggravated and out of whack when we've already done what we can do, or there's truly nothing to be done. Letting go, feeling the poignancy of that, and bringing our attention to activities where we do have some control are all actions that support equanimity. Teacher Gil Fransdahl has said, quote, We can wish and do the best we can for others, but we avoid being buffeted by a false sense of responsibility for their well-being, unquote. A Zen master was once asked, What is the secret to your happiness? He answered, Complete unrestricted cooperation with the unavoidable. The Buddha defines suffering as basically an attachment to the way we think things should be. He taught that the highest happiness comes from a mind that can ride both the calm waters and the rapids of life without so much reactivity. Wishing you many moments of equanimity through this wild journey we call life. It's like this It can be no other way Everything that came before Has led us to this moment It's like this So open and let go Bring awareness and acceptance To this moment it passes mm-hmm.
How can I bend gracefully with the wind surrounding me? Here I am. Life brings both sorrow and joy. Letting go the fight, the blame. Deep calm infuses me. Stand in the heart of the moment, inner stability. Return to a place of stillness, equanimity. Just this much, seeing clearly into now. No need for all the stories, just naming what is present. Just this much, without reactivity. I don't have to push to clutch. I can simply let it be. Stand in the heart of the moment, inner stability. Return to a place of stillness, equanimity. Stay awake to indifference, to don't care. You can feel your heart respond without getting swept away. Stay awake. The promises of great radiance, exalted mind, are the praises Buddha sang. This podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by my brother, Ben Decker. For information about individual or group Dharma coaching sessions, classes, and live concerts, go to my website, evedecker.com. There, you can also buy and download music from any of my five albums. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Loved. Loved.